How's it going, guys? We have a medium difficulty question for pathology step one, internal fan medicine, TCK, 42-year-old man, six-month history, bilateral hand pain. Works with a crane operator, fasting serum glucose, 150 milligrams per deciliter should be 72 to 99. Impaired fasting glucose, 100 to 125. Two fasting glucoses, 126 or greater, diabetes mellitus. So he's in the diabetes range, but we haven't formally diagnosed it because as I just fucking said, you need two fasting glucoses, 126 or greater. Potassium 4.3 should be 3.5 to 5. Bicarbonate 25 should be 22 to 28. And blood pressure is normal, okay, 125 or 85. So this is pertinent information, as I'll discuss moving through the question. And uh, ex questions asking, which is the following most likely explanation for the patient's findings? And we have uh, the left arm here, which uh, appears when you're first looking at it. If you were to send me this image without the stem, okay, you're just blindly sending me this image, I would say, okay, it could be vitiligo, which it's not. It almost looks like that, doesn't it? Where you have T-cell destruction of melanocytes, the cow uh, appearance of uh, the skin, or it could just be hyperpigmentation, which is what this is referring to. And then we have to think about our differentials for hyperpigmentation, okay? So let's just uh, hop to the answer choice here. Choice A, adrenal cortical dysfunction, wrong fucking answer. So this would be correct if we had Addison disease. Now, as I articulated going through the stem here is that our electrolytes are pertinent because in Addison disease, where we have autoimmunity of the adrenal cortex, autoimmune destruction of the adrenal cortex, where uh, we're going to have decreased cortisol and low aldosterone, is we would have a high potassium and we'd have a low bicarb. Okay, so hypoaldosteronism is going to cause a metabolic acidosis, normal anion gap, it's not part of mud piles. We're retaining potassium, so hyperkalemia. We can't reabsorb sodium in the kidneys, so we have hyponatremia, that's our classic derangement, and our blood pressure is often low, okay? The combination of low cortisol and low aldosterone uh, causing that hypotension. So adrenal cortical dysfunction, wrong fucking answer. Choice B, and the elephant in the room, which I didn't mention because, I mean, it's a bit obvious, but I, I should mention it is in Addison disease, you can get hyperpigmentation because if you have deficiency of cortisol, decreased negative feedback, the hypothalamus, anterior pituitary, so you're gonna increase melanocortin. it's the precursor of uh, ACTH as well as alpha-MSH, melanocyst-stimulating hormones, so you can get the hyperpigmentation as a result. As I already said, wrong fucking answer. Choice B, adrenal cortical hypersecretion, wrong fucking answer. So it could be uh, zona glomerulosa, fasciculata reticularis, okay, for aldosterone, cortisol, androgens, respectively. So student could say, well, in Cushing, so you can get hyperpigmentation. You can, okay, but it's fucking wrong. So if anything, the vignette just doesn't, we have no information here as to why Cushing's would be the case, all right? We, uh, if, and we could also get a low potassium in Cushing's. That can show up sometimes. So chronically elevated glucocorticoids can cause Kaleuresis, okay, uh, increased secretion with urination of potassium in the kidney, similar to mineralocorticoid. So sometimes you'll get a big vignette of Cushing's, buffalo hump, purple striae, moon facies, central obesity, wasting of the limbs. Uh, and then they say potassium's three. I said normal range, 3.5 to 5. And you're like, hmm, why the fuck's potassium low? It's just Cushing's, okay? Glucocorticoid can do that chronically. I've made prior clips on it. Choice B. Wrong fucking answer. Choice C, adrenal medullary hypersecretion. Wrong fucking answer. So in our adrenal medulla, we have catecholamines, i.e. norepinephrine, epinephrine, notably. So this could refer to a pheochromocytoma, high-yield pheosomily, where you have a tumor 
that's going to secrete the catecholamines. Paroxysmal means comes and goes. Uh, high blood pressure, which can present as palpitations, headaches. And then you're going to do phenoxybenzamine. It's an irreversible alpha-1 blocker as our first medical treatment. It's a long discussion. Point is, wrong fucking answer. Choice D, defective bilirubin excretion, wrong fucking answer. Okay, so this could refer to biliary atresia. Okay, could refer to primary biliary cirrhosis. So biliary atresia is going to be a neonate who has a super fucking elevated direct bilirubin. Could be, when we talk about primary biliary cirrhosis, women 20s, 50s, going to have high ALP, high direct bilirubin, high cholesterol, generalized pruritus. Uh, obviously, anti-mitochondrial antibodies, usually a family member with an autoimmune disease such as rheumatoid arthritis. Defective bilirubin secretion, wrong fucking answer. Choice the increased intestinal absorption, correct answer. So, okay, extremely nebulous slash vague in terms of what's going on here. This is hemochromatosis. Okay, so you need to know it's an important cause of hyperpigmentation. So our bilateral hand pain is an osteoarthritis-like presentation, which is pseudogout. Okay, so you need to know that the three highest yield causes of pseudogout are hereditary hemochromatosis, primary hyperparathyroidism, and hypothyroidism. Okay, the latter actually shows up on a TCK form. So this is pseudogout. Calcium pyrophosphate deposition disease. So pseudogout, 50% of questions are going to give you an OA-like presentation. They can even say there's DIP involvement, osteophytes. Sounds like OA, okay, of the hands. 50%, and it's going to be in one of those demographics I just mentioned. Or they're just going to give you a monoarthritis classically of a knee, okay? Like that can be the other presentation for it. They can say chondrocalcinosis. It's a finding you get on in the uh, calcium deposition cartilage, okay? So... And then hemochromatosis, you get iron deposition in tail of the pancreas, cause diabetes, elevated serum glucose. This is called bronze diabetes, holy shit. Okay, so hemosiderin deposition classically occurs in males uh, more than females because women, uh, the menses allow for clearance of iron. Okay, so males tend to get, tend to become symptomatic earlier. So the mechanism for hereditary hemochromatosis, so it's going to be HFE gene and it's autosomal recessive. Uh, the mechanism is going to be an inability of the intestine to shut off iron absorption, okay? So iron absorption occurs in the duodenum, small bowel, and that's a mechanism you similarly ask. This is what they do. So they give you a vignette of hereditary hemochromatosis, and then the answer will just be increased intestinal iron absorption. That's what they'll do, okay? So increased intestinal absorption, it's a vague answer choice, I said, but we eliminate to get there. That's what we've done. You know the deal. I'm just going to make more content. If you like my stuff, subscribe my channel. I appreciate your time. That's it.